What's going on, everybody? It's Dylan James right here on JDF Media. Out of Bounds, Dylan James alongside me, as always, Tyler Sorensen. And this evening, we're going to be discussing week four, a little bit of week three, actually, too, which I was out last week. We'll discuss that in just a moment. And we'll talk more about what happened this week when it comes to the King Cat. King Cat returned for the Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry in the end zone, throwing a touchdown to rookie Josh Wiley, the tight end there. Um, we have a lot of other news. Dolphins kind of came back to earth this week. We also had the Cowboys running wild this weekend, scoring 38 points. One of the highest point totals I've had so far, especially offensively. So we'll talk more about that. And their defense is just out, out of this world. Uh, defense is, is great, as always, with Micah Parsons. But before we get there, Tyler, how was your week, sir? Or your past two weeks, actually? Oh, it's been pretty good. We finally got our first win for the high school. Hooray. We finally got our first win. Uh, freshman team slash freshman and JV uh, beat 50, when 50 to 14 last this week as well. So it's been a good weekend for me. Other than the, you know, the Detroit flipping the Packers on Thursday night football. But yeah, they're good now. So I don't really, I don't really mind it. I mean, that Packers game was pretty tough to watch. Yeah. But. But we'll talk more about that in just a little bit. Um, I was out last week. I was under the weather, and so we decided to not do a show last week. So sorry if you missed us last week. But we did have the return of Kevin Fitzmaurice and Justin Kearns on our airwaves for JDF Media with Fitz and Kearns Unfiltered. I hope you joy- enjoyed that show. I hope you joined that show and uh, gave him some comments there. So um, it's great to see those two back on the airwaves for us here at JDF Media. But tonight... We'll get into it. We got a lot to talk about and a little time to do it in. So let's get right into it. In week three, I know you had some talking points. I had a talking point as well. The Tennessee Titans played up against the Cleveland Browns, went in, didn't play the best game, lost 27 to three in that game. Defensively, offensively, special teams, the Titans were just disjointed the entire game. Ryan Tannehill wasn't really able to get anything going offensively because his offensive line was just getting manhandled by Miles Garrett. There was actually a portion of the game where two tight ends kept following Miles Garrett back and forth <clears throat> on the ends of the defensive line because they just kept shifting. He just kept moving just to play with them. They kept shifting. They had to call a timeout because of everything that was happening in the game. So it, it was it was tough to watch uh, for the Cleveland Browns game, especially at home um, the way I was. So unfortunate for them, but they did bounce back this week. And uh, and John Suggs actually is giving us some foreshadowing here. Look what happens when Henry runs for more than 100 yards. Good things happen, John. Good things happen for sure. So we'll talk more about that game in just a little bit. But I know you had something to talk about in week three as well, Tyler. Yeah, the absolute shit eating out of with the Denver Broncos versus the Miami Dolphins. I mean... I remember I I wasn't even watching the game because I believe that was the noon slot and that was the same time as the Saints versus Packers, and I looked at the score and I'm just like, what the hell happened? And it's just like, I don't know what happened last week with the Denver Broncos. I was or with the uh, Miami Dolphins, but they just wanted to put on a show. And then of course this week, obviously they come down to earth. But then it's like looking at that team and looking at how badly they beat the Broncos were you expecting that or was it like this was sort of like a coming to coming to earth moment with how good this Denver Broncos or this uh Miami Dolphins team could be if everything is clicking at the same time 
I, I, I was expecting it. I was expecting a regression. I didn't necessarily expect them to lose by 28 points um, against the Buffalo Bills, but I, I was expecting them to have a tough go at it, especially scoring 70 points. The offense was probably tired from scoring that many goal, that many touchdowns in a game just a week ago. So, I mean, it, it was something I was expecting, but again, 48 to 20 was the final score in that Bills game. I mean, really the biggest thing to me, the biggest sticking point to me in that game was that Jalen Ramsey was finally missed in this team. Finally, there was a game that we said, you know what? Jalen Ramsey was a huge piece of that, that defensive secondary and he, they're going to feel that. And at the end of the day, in this game, uh, when they actually face up against an opponent that is going to be a playoff contender in the Bills, that they're finally coming along too with, with Stefan Diggs playing a really, really good game this week. Um, I, I think that, you know, it was, it was finally time for them to see what was happening on the, in the secondary. And it, it, showed, it showed in this game, unfortunately, that the Dolphins are a bit weak. That's their Achilles heel right now as a secondary unfortunately against good teams yeah it really is and it's just like i I just feel that miami dolphins they just i don't know what it is but they can't beat the buffalo bills i think it's the last like five times that they have lost to the buffalo bills it just seems to be their achilles heel and it always used to be like it was always the miami dolphins would always somewhat make it competitive against the patriots for some reason somehow they would always make it against the Patriots. Now it's just the Bills are just their Achilles heel and they can't do anything. Well, we all know what the Bill, the Patriots are doing. The Patriots are just not playing good football at all. Mac Jones got pulled yeah. in the third quarter. Apparently they said it was because, you know, they didn't want to get him, him to get hurt in the game and, and he's going to be the starter moving forward. But you have to be thinking in the back of your mind. Bill has to be thinking in the back of his mind saying, Bailey Zappi last year actually played pretty well. And when he had first team reps in practice leading up to a game, he actually played pretty good in relief of Mac Jones. I mean, people were even saying that Bailey Zappi should be the starter once Mac Jones got healthy. So just watch out for that scenario. Watch out for that situation in New England because I think Bailey Zappi has a bit more versatility than Mac Jones does especially with the defenses that we see these days, just getting after the quarterback. I think Bailey Zappi would be able to get out of the pocket a little bit quicker than Mac Jones would be able to. Um, just has more skill than Mac Jones does with his legs, at least. So escapability-wise, Mac Jones, he just hasn't been the same since his injury last year. He just ha- he, he hasn't been able to put it together. Um, he, he had a really good rookie year, but... People saw tape on him and were able to shut him down, and they did last year. They, it looks like they are this year as well. It's it's one of the worst starts. I mean, I think it's the third year in a row they've started one and three. Uh, I believe that's correct. I think that was something they were talking about on ESPN this weekend, that this is the first time they were at least one and two or one and three, um, the third time in a row that's happened. So not a good start for the Patriots to start the season. And, you know, and also now you have Matthew Judon. He's out for a significant amount of time because of a uh, bicep tear. So that's not good for them either. So that's one of their main pass rushers on defense, which he was the reason why their defense was humming the way it was when they were successful. So uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough sledding for the Patriots. Um, Mac Jones, 
It's just not. It's just not there. People were thinking he's going to be the next Tom Brady, and I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, not to mention too, Christian Gonzalez will find out with which, even though he's a rookie, he's making some big plays for that team, making sure that hey, we can get some coverage sacks with Matthew Judon, and now it's like now you're down two key pieces on defense. Obviously, it is still Bill Belichick, so he's going to make something out of nothing with that defense. It's just going to be more rough, especially with their next. See, let's look at their next upcoming schedule. It is New Orleans, who we had a tough time against. Las Vegas, who I, they should beat Las Vegas. And then you have Buffalo, Miami, Washington as your next five. That's a rough stretch of five. I, I think you could at least win one. You should win one. The Vegas should. Raiders look like absolutely right now. But all the rest of those, like I could see them being tough games, especially especially even New Orleans with how surprisingly good they have been this year. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, and Jimmy G being out for the Raiders is not a good thing for them. He, I mean, he he brought at least some stability to the quarterback position, but again, it's just injuries are, are rearing their ugly head when it comes to Jimmy G, and he's not able to stay on the football field. Uh, John Suggs says, most impressive team to turn things around is the Houston Texans. And P, uh, PFT, um, actually, I'm sorry, Pro Football Focus actually put out the power rankings. I think um, Sunday night, Sunday night football or NBC, um, NFL and NBC put out their power rankings as well, saying that the Houston Texans had one of the largest leaps in the power rankings this weekend because of their performance this past weekend. Two things for me: one, people are talking about CJ Stroud, saying he's he's been great. I, I get it, I understand. Um, in this game, however, he was sixteen of thirty. Barely over 50%. People are, are singing his praises, saying that he's doing a great job. Um, I don't think team drops. I don't think so. So you're barely over 50% when it comes to completion percentage. You threw for 306, which is good. Two touchdowns, which is great. hundred. I, I think he's had like 150 pass attempts so far this season or something along, something crazy like that. Um, and he has zero interceptions so far. And that's some that's a record, a rookie record, or something like that. Um, but I, 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 it's up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's the second yeah. thing. Have you seen the Steelers play football this year? Are they even yeah, playing uh, football this year? I, I don't think so. Kenny Pickett went down uh, with an injury in the third quarter. But other than that, though, why are people so impressed with the Houston Texans? Because they were uh, so, they, because people were so high on the Pittsburgh Steelers coming into the season. I think it's mainly just because the way that CJ has been looking. Obviously, he is like you said. He went 50, 16 of thirty, just over thirty percent. But he went three three hundred six, two touchdowns, touchdowns. But I feel like he's just clicking with his wide receivers. I don't know. It just I I see it too, and I see it like it's just like a different set of poise. I don't know if it's just because that it's that Ohio State just sort of like coming with them, but I, I don't know what it is. But it's like, obviously, the Steelers have not been good. I think the Steelers could have won this game, but it, they still have. As I Sorry. disappear for a quick second. You're good. You're back now. <laughs> no, it's all good. But I, I don't know. I just think I, I see it, too. I just think they're just sort of projecting. I think I think it is still the Texans. I think they're still going to find a way to fumble this game away. But I like the coach. I like the offense. The defense worries me just a little bit. I don't really have a lot of good players. The biggest thing that worries me, though, is I believe their starting left tackle is now out with a torn meniscus. 
which that's rough, especially the tackle. I saw it with my own eyes with this guy right here. He's been out for the past three years, pretty much. Yep. And their next five are pretty much all winnable. They have Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Cincinnati. I think you should go at least two. should at least win two of them, maybe three. But it's it depends. I feel like this next one get at Atlanta, I think that's sort of going to be his homecoming because I think... Atlanta's defense is very, very good. And their offense, they just need Desmond Ritter to be not just rely on Bijan. He has to actually make plays. And I think if they're able I think if CJ Shard is able to take it to them, especially that Atlanta defense, I think that could be for them or a nice little bump against the basically the basically the entirety of the NFC South coming up in these next four games. Actually all of the NFC South in the next four games. Yeah, it will come down to that for sure. I mean, and you look at the Falcons, though. You're talking about the Falcons, Bijan Robinson still getting over 100 yards in the game, which kudos to him. That's great for him. Um, Desmond Ritter, 19 of 31. So, eh, not the best. Um, 191 yards, one touchdown, two picks, and a pick six in this game in London. Which, speaking of this game in London, did you see the whole Toy Story stream did you watch toy story stream at all i saw a little bit of it and then i saw how bad it was and i'm like this is not for me i cannot deal with this it was not the best like the the idea was great the idea was great there were several portions of it that were there that i said you know what okay I, i i can work with this but the overall execution of it was very very poor very poor um i i just i like I saw some of the like side by sides. They showed a clip of Taylor, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and he, there was a, a time where he carried the ball, um, ran the ball, got like twelve yards or something like that, got the first down. Um, but it showed a side by side of that, and seeing like the technology between both, seeing how it transferred to the game, it was very accurate. It really was. But it just it what someone also said. I saw a tweet out there that said something like. What would happen if the Toy Story game was actually the game from last year with Demar Hamlin? Like, what what would have happened there? I, I people were saying like when people were getting injured, they were getting picked up by the claw and taking them off the field. Like, I I, I don't know how they would get around that. That'd be kind of strange to do, especially with Booger McFarland being your color commentator in the booth. I, I don't know how they would have been able to tackle something like that. But overall, I think it was a good idea. I think they can tweak some things. It seemed like there were some mixed formats, like different. I, I don't know. It just seemed kind of disjointed at times. But the overall idea of it, I like it. And I'm sure Disney yeah. loves it because it's it's mixing in their IP with the NFL, with the football product, and it's just making it to where it's more enjoyable for a wider range of fans. So I'm, I'm sure kids loved it. I'm sure kids were watching it, loving the game. But overall, I think it was something that they could they could definitely improve upon moving forward. Yeah, and this also too, this sort of kicks Nickelodeon's butt too, because they had they've recently had the the Nick game where it's like, oh, here's it for kids, and I think that's sort of like the new age of sort of stuff making it digestible for kids, which I get, but at the same time, it's like I I remember growing up and I would just watch the broadcast no matter what, like I didn't need to have all this, but it's like it's interesting, it's interesting to watch. I think also too with it. It was just very, very buggy because I don't think they knew what they were. It, it I don't. 
I don't want to say they didn't know what they were doing, but they didn't know how to run it. There's a lot of times where it's like they just were zoomed in on like one person or like one player as the play was going on. And it's just like, why are you doing that? Like, it was too zoomed out. You wouldn't see the whole field and stuff like that. There's a lot of issues, a lot of technical bugs. I think it will probably, I think if I keep doing it, I think it will work out. I think they fixed it by like the second quarter or something like that. Yeah. I think also, too, the way that they're doing it was very interesting. They had a chip on each player's shoulder pads. Oh, to interesting. The movement, which huh. again, I think this is, I saw this on Twitter too. We still have sticks and a, and a chain to see if the ball moves 10 yards. We can't put a microchip in a football. Well, it would, it would, it would make it to where it wasn't as intense at times, looking at like the measurement, you know, always bringing out the chains to get the measurements always as big. Is it a first down? Is it not? It would just eliminate suspense for several different plays and they don't want to do that. They want to make it to where it's I mean, still suspenseful. I would, I would, I would still keep it. But there's been issues. Like I remember a few years ago, the dude put out like a like a note card and tried putting it, and it bent around it. But he still called it a he still called it a fourth down. Like if it's stuff like that, that makes sense. But if it's like close enough, and it's like you could see it with the human eye, then still pull it out and use it just in case. But it's like if it's like close, it's like I don't, I can't tell. Yeah, go to go do that. I think that will make it. More fair, yeah, for the NFL and for players in general. John Suggs says Falcons need to start Heineke, yes, Taylor Heineke, yes. Tyler Why Heineke's not? My guy. Why not? I mean, at this point, I mean they're two and two right now. Do you make the switch right now? No, I don't think you make the switch right now. I think you wait and see if Ritter starts to progress because I was watching a podcast of people who actually like watched Cincinnati and watched him come out of Cincinnati and watched him forever. And apparently he was a lot more aggressive. I think he needs to learn to be more aggressive, especially when you have Kyle Pitts and Drake London making plays for you and B. John Robinson out there. I think you need to be aggressive with it and throw them open. But it's just like, I think he's a good fit for their system. If they start losing games because of him, like they did on uh, Sunday, then maybe. But if they start losing because of him then yes definitely so they have six games until the bye week so what do you think their record needs to be for them to make that change at the bye week two and four six so they'd be four and I, six i would if they lose all if they lose all of them I, so I, if, if, they, if they lose zero, if they only win one game in that frame you still think the desmond oh, should only, still be there if they only win one game, I think they should move on. If they win zero or one, I think they need to switch to Heineke. Maybe even two, but I think three. If you go five hundred, I think they still. I think they still keep Ritter in there. But I think it's a. I think if they don't win any or they win one, I could see them start Heineke after the bye week. If they win two or more, I think it's. It depends on how the losses. After that point, if they go obviously six and zero or go over 500 then i think they keep ritter but it, it depends on like how bad the losses are if they're losing because of because of ritter because of his interceptions because of xyz like there's multiple times even against the packers that he just he threw it directly to one of our guys and we just couldn't catch it because they were surprised that it just went straight to him like if he does that more and they start picking him off then you need a switch i think that's then detrimental for your team and you can't win games because of it and especially with how weak the NFC South is right now. I think Tampa Bay is leading the division. 
I, I think you can easily win if you have a quarterback that is making the plays. And we saw Taylor make those plays before. Yeah. Um, another big thing, too, with, with those two playmakers on that team that should get the ball more, that they have not gotten the ball very much in, the, in these games, Kyle Pitts has 21 targets so far this year, 11 receptions, and 121 yards in four games. Then you look at Drake London, who's supposed to be their wide receiver one, has 22 targets, 11 catches, and 126 yards in four games. So those two playmakers are only giving you a little over 150 yards this year. Less than. Less than 150 yards this year so far. So that needs Smith to change. More reception. That needs to change. Yeah. Jared Both Smith of them. has more yards and more reception. Yeah. Which I know Johnny Smith is a huge... I mean, it, it's... Arthur Smith was with Johnny Smith in Tennessee. They had a good connection there. They, they, he made Johnny Smith successful and make him get signed by the Patriots for a huge deal and it just didn't go anywhere. So that's why he's in Atlanta in the first place is to rematch to be down there with Arthur Smith and provide a safety blanket, which is good, but you still have a guy you just spent a very high draft pick on just what two seasons ago in Kyle Pitts uh, in 2021, three right? Seasons ago, three seasons ago. Yeah. Okay. 2021. So third year you you've had him there for a little while. So you probably need to start using him and, and, at year three, he should be getting his stride as a tight end, and he's he's just not. Um, Brian is chiming in, saying good evening. He said, I'm mad we didn't see the Jags Andy's coming celebration in toy form. I, I saw it in real form. I didn't see I I, I guess they didn't do it. Oh, Kelvin, really? So that actually wasn't an Andy's coming, like an Andy's coming celebration. Apparently, it was a soccer celebration that somebody did in Wrexham. Like that. Year. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So in London, that? that's why. Hm. Yeah. In also, Wembley. too, I like I like how you're saying that Johnny Smith is a safety blanket. Do you want to know how tall Johnny Smith is? Six, seven. Johnny Smith is six three. Oh, Kyle Pitts is six six. Interesting. Hmm. I would think you would want to have Kyle Pitts as your safety blanket and not Johnny Smith, who's 6'3", 6'3", 240. Well, I mean, the only reason I say that is because Johnny Smith, uh, Smith is familiar with Arthur Smith's offensive yeah, play I'm... calling already. But Kyle Pitts has yeah. been in, for, uh, for in his play calling for two years. So you yeah. should have an understanding of that play calling already to where your quarterback should feel comfortable enough to have that connection with you to throw you the ball. Because you are a playmaker on this team. And and we've seen some impressive plays from Kyle Pitts in his first three years in the league so far. And you just haven't seen that yeah. this year. Yeah, he needs to be in line with him. Can't, I don't know what's going on with, with Desmond Ritter, but it looks like he's gotten a lot worse than his last four games that he started last year. I don't know yeah. if it's just Marcus Mariota just looking that bad and he looked, looked that good last year, but bad. he looks very bad. He does. And also, once you play on Sunday, you get some tape on there out there for teams to see. It's a little bit easier to game plan against you. So that might be the reason why, too. John Suggs says, same question can be asked about the Panthers and Bryce Young. When Dalton played a game, he looked good moving the ball down the field. Well, and also with Bryce Young, too, he got injured. And that's the reason why Andy Dalton played this past weekend in the first place for the Panthers. He, he did look g- good. I mean, 
looked better than the I, offense had so far this season. Yeah, I don't know. I I still wish the Panthers picked C.J. Stroud because yeah. I don't want to say it's just an Alabama quarterback thing where it's like you're in a system, but they don't really have any wide receivers. They have, no. They have uh, Adam Thielen, who's really a yep. wide receiver two slot guy. I don't even know who else they have. Like, they don't have a team around them. They've got Miles Sanders as a running back who he can't even run the ball right now. Their offensive line sucks. Their defense sucks. Like, you, there's nothing that you can do to change that team right now, especially with how they traded everybody away from the team. If they still had CMC and DJ Moore, it would be a completely different team, and I think you would be talking about Bryce Young for the rookie of the year. But, yeah, you could. Um well, and also the offensive line obviously is is not protecting him that well because he's injured yeah. and missing week four of the NFL. But um, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, I'm guessing Terrence Marshall Jr. Um, those are the yeah, three wide receivers there they have there in Carolina. And Adam Thielen is leading the pack with 287 yards receiving so far. Yeah, and I've heard that I've heard recently that they're in trades, they're in talks for a true wide receiver which that's never good when you're like, hey, it's week four and we're already looking to trade for a true wide receiver. I mean, it might not be a wide receiver one, but Chase Claypool's available. I I would not just trace. I would not touch Chase Claypool with six foot four. I said I said many this, teams I said this last week too. Many teams. No, wouldn't. I said this last week to one of my friends, and he, he's a Bears fan. I'm like, I think this was, I think it was this week against the Broncos, and I'm like, DJ Moore is too good for this team. They need to have another Chase Claypool. They need to trade him for another Chase Claypool because the Bears cannot have anything good on this team. No. Uh, yeah, Chase Claypool, they were a- apparently asking for a fifth-round pick for Chase Claypool, and no one's off- no one's giving them that. So they're probably going to drop him. Well, they told him to stay home this week and during the game, and then he didn't do that. So It's a hot I mess. Well, I mean, and the main reason why is because the- they asked about, is it coaching that's holding you back in this system? He waited about seven seconds and then said, yeah, it's coaching. Yeah. Yeah, give ninety, give 50% effort against the Packers. You could have run it so much better. But Oh, well. Um, so, yeah, Carolina has its own problems. But at the end of the day, Atlanta needs to keep an eye on the quarterback situation. Just keep an eye on it. Taylor Heineke's there. Give him a, potentially give him a second shot in the NFL. Washington, he had a... A tough shake in Washington, just because they had Sam Howell there. But um, Taylor Heineke could could be something in Atlanta. So let's yeah. look at some of these, these other games too that happened in Week 14. Um, let me see. 14. Here. I'm sorry, Week Four. I'm sorry, I'm jumping uh, way ahead of myself. Like, we're already we're already Week 14. God week damn. Four. Um, Lions Packers Thursday night. What happened? Uh, we can't stop the run. We we just can't. Our our run defense sucks. Our defense sucks. We need to fire the fuck out of Joe Barry. Fuck Joe Barry. Fucking get rid of him. I don't care. Quay Walker had another dumbass penalty. Um, Jordan Love hit 50% of his passes, which he's been regressing a little bit, but I think it's just those growing pains. I think it's because there's a lot more film out on him. Like you said, he's going to get noticed. I think he still looks good. He knows how to move in the pocket. He knows how to keep his eyes downfield. I think he looks good. Um, Our offensive line just got demolished this week. Uh, What else? 
yeah, that's about it. Our defense, our defense couldn't do anything. Our defense could not stop the run. Save their life. They stopped the defense. They stopped the passing a little bit. Jared Goff had 19 for 28, 210 yards. I'll take that for starting. I'll take that. It's just you can't have David Montgomery go for three for 121 with three touchdowns. You, Especially, you I think he was be happening. I think he was injured the week before. Him coming in, yeah. kind of hobbled, coming in yeah, running over a lot of yards. Yeah, a lot of it was like a lot of the touchdowns were just like in goal line stuff, but you just can't have it. Oh, and then also our running, we need to have a running game. We Aaron can't. Jones five of eighteen. We can't have five of eighteen. No, we cannot. I get we can't move the ball, but we got to run the ball. You have to. We had Keyshawn Nixon at, on offense for one play, which that was nice. But okay, he finally realized to stop running it out to get the ball to the twenty-five. He needs to just let the let it be a touchback, which I'm glad. I like him returning it, but gotta let it go for a touchback. Mm-hmm. Touchback's better at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I watched the game too. Had a few bucks on it, you know, putting some parlays out there. Uh, this one did not hit, unfortunately. Yeah, but I'm blaming my buddy because he put a parlay on it. I'm like, don't bet on the Packers. Please don't. <laughs> You're going to be disappointed every single time. Yeah. Um, Chris Vizina Sr. is chiming in. I believe this is about the Texans because this is referring to John Suggs' earlier comment. Agreed. Starting to get into the groove. Hope they continue to improve. So. Yeah, I think they, I think they can be a good team. I, I'm honestly excited to watch them. This is like, I think this year it's going to be, not that I think it's going to be like the, I'm trying to think of the right word. Not like a coming out party, but it's going to be like they're welcoming to the show sort of thing. Next year, I think it's going to be a lot better because they they don't have a first round pick, unfortunately, but I think they can I think they can make do with like second round picks. You got another year of uh of CJ Stroud with uh Hank Dell. I think you can get a few free agents. I think it can be really good. Yeah, I think I think they're going to definitely be a contender in the AFC South for sure. I think also with CJ Stroud being playing so well compared to what people keep saying, unless he even though. He's about 62% completion percentage right now. Anyway, um, Chris Vizina, been a fan since 2002. Look at that. So welcome to the show, Chris. Glad you had chimed in there. But yeah, I mean, with CJ Stroud hitting about 62% completion percentage so far, I'm sure that will improve as time goes on. But I mean, that's good for a rookie. That's really good for a rookie. For a rookie, yeah. League, I mean, coming into the league out of Ohio State where you got five-star wide receivers at every single position to go to a team with Tank Dell, John Mechie the third. Who else do they have on the team? I don't even know. Like, uh, those are the two playmakers, um, the big playmakers they have. Yeah, those are the two big playmakers. Let's see, let's let's look at who else is on their team. Damian Pierce, which is a good running back. Mm-hmm. Nico Collins, who's been looking good. Robert Woods is finally coming, sort of like a breakout year again. Tank Dell, Dalton Schultz is from the Cowboys doing stuff mm-hmm. again. Yep. Yeah, John Mechie, Xavier Hutchinson, Xavier Hutchinson, like they they have, they've been making some good players. I forgot that Case Keenum is still in the league, but we're looking at this now. But I mean, they got some good players. Obviously, the one thing that that worries me is that entire offensive line, that entire left side of the line, is questionable for next week. So it's going to be rough. But I mean, I'm glad. I I think they're also very happy that they have Laramie Tunsil back again, and they were able to sign that contract. I think if they weren't able to get them, I don't think we'd be seeing this sort of offense from the Houston Texans. Yeah. Chris also says they need help on the offensive line, maybe another receiver, possibly another running back for the offense to get going. 
but I think he could, uh, no, Nico is doing a good job, but I think he could use some help. And John says, are people sleeping on the Rams? I don't think they're sleeping on the Rams. I don't think so. I think the reason why they were not in the news as much as they had been before is because Cooper Cup's out. That's one thing. He's out for the first. So he should be coming back soon. I don't know if he's if he's on the designated to return list or not yet. But I think they opened it last week. At some point last week Thursday it was. Okay. Well, I mean that's a good thing. If that if that's the case it's a really good thing for their team to have Cooper Cup and also um Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua has been playing very very well for the Rams. They're number one wide receiver right now. Um I, I think he's going to do some really good things for this team. So having both of those guys in the offense for Weapons for Matt Stafford. I mean, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua could be the best, one of the best tandems in the league by the end of the year. If they if they are healthy, once Cooper Cup comes in, if he stays on the field, then I think those two can play some really really good ball. And Matt Stafford, that elbow injury from last year is not hurting him at all. He's playing really no. well. Yeah, it really isn't, and it's just like the only thing that really worries me is that offensive line is just a good at all. And I think also, too, once Cooper Cup comes back, obviously that's going to take away some targets from Puka. So I could see him start to return to the human race. But I think it's still going to be one of those things where it's like, how do you defend both of them? You double cover one of them, the other one's going to be wide open because they're just shifty. And it's just insane. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing, get Cooper Cup back. If you had Cooper Cup out there with Puka Nakua, you would not have lost against the Cincinnati Bengals. And you probably would have won against San Fran, too. So if you had Cooper Cup out there, you yeah. probably would have been 4-0 going into Week 5. So that's the thing. I mean, just once you get that one piece back, have him out there with Puka Nakua on the other side, I think that that team can play some really good ball. It's gonna be it's, This game this weekend against Philadelphia is going to be very, very fun. That That's one game that I'm looking at saying, you know what? That could easily be an upset. Yeah, easily. Especially with, the, especially with the way that Philadelphia's offense has been being run. It, it, they t- obviously, this whole took a step back because Shane Steichen's in Indianapolis, which that offense looks amazing. Obviously, we didn't talk about that last week, but that offense looks really good mm-hmm. the way that's run. And now the Eagles are taking a step back. I think this, yeah, I think that could be upset watches of the week. Yeah. Because I don't, th- I obviously, I didn't have the Rams winning that many games. And I think they've already pursued. I think they've already surpassed my win total that I gave them. But I could see that being a tough game. And then also Arizona, too. Arizona's been playing teams tough recently. They have they been. beat Dallas. Like, I think that's going to be another game to watch in week six. Yeah, week six. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that with this game in, with this game against Philadelphia coming up, I think that's going to be a tough game, especially seeing the way Philadelphia played Minnesota when they played. And Minnesota almost came back in the last minute of that game to tie it up to win it um to take it to overtime at least I, I think that if they get in a situation like that with the rams the rams can easily convert and easily capitalize on that on that opportunity to win against the philadelphia eagles if it goes late like it did it against minnesota so um keep your eye out in front on that game because that's definitely gonna be a tough game for philadelphia i i, I it's gonna be tough for them to go five and zero this year very, very tough, especially going through the Rams this way. And if Cooper Cup comes back this week, then I think that's going to be even tougher for them. But even with Cooper Cup out, I would still watch out for that game, and, and it's probably going to be upset alert for sure. Um, 
Let's look at this. Uh, Bills and Dolphins. We kind of talked about the Dolphins coming back to earth a little bit with their game. They scored 70 points last week. And then this week, they played up against the Bills. Bills boat raced them 48-20. to um, Again, I think Jalen Ramsey, missing piece for that defense. That that was the glaring issue for me. you have any other issues that you, you think are there for the Dolphins? Or they just had an off day on offense? Oh, I think Josh Allen's back to being Josh Allen. 21 of 25, 324 touchdowns. Stefan Diggs was just torching people. Stefan Diggs had a had a, a Randy Moss game basically. Like you you can't deal with it. I think I think they finally I think teams finally found the Dolphins defense. Now it's just all about exploiting it to the point that the Dolph, that the Bills did because you can't really do that every single game. You got to have a good quarterback that can air it out. You got to have a good wide receiver that can catch it. I don't think every team has that. Obviously, you look at the Patriots, they don't really have that. You got to have a I think you still have to have a top-tier quarterback to beat the Dolphins, but I I don't know. I think it's very much just like you got to have if they face off against a really good defense with a really good quarterback, I think it can be a rough game for them. But I think they're still one of the top contenders in the AFC. So I don't think they're going to really run through that many the Dolphins. Like next week they have the Giants, that's a win. Carolina, that's a win. Philadelphia, I think Philadelphia is their next toughest game. And they have New England, Kansas City. Those are the next five. I could see them winning at least three out of the five. They should win three out of the five. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, I think it's going to be tough. I I think going into the playoffs for the Dolphins, I don't think they're going to worry about the regular season, but the playoffs for the Dolphins, they don't have Jalen Ramsey back, then it's going to be really tough sledding for them. The entire time. And, and also, it's not even just having Jalen Ramsey back. It's just that you can't rely on just one guy because there's going to be other weapons that are going to be out there. They're going to be playing this team. Like if they play up against the Bills again in the playoffs or if they play up against uh, the Chiefs in the playoffs, once they've gotten, you know, clicking and, and they're going to be scoring goals, uh, scoring touchdowns left and right like they usually do every year. Um, it's going to be really tough for them to keep up if they if they don't play like they did two weeks ago instead of playing like they did this weekend against the Bills. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that trends with Tua, and especially with him. Hopefully he doesn't get another concussion this year. Fingers crossed for him. Um, yeah. Oh, really fast, too. Yeah. So it looks like Ramsey is supposed to be returning in December. We could return in December, which in December they face Washington, who that's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game. Tough game. I think Sam Hill looked really good. Yep. Tennessee, they're going to be running it up a lot. Mm-hmm. The Jets, Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo. Those are the six games starting from uh, December 3rd. So I think if he can come back, and they face the Jets before the Commanders. So if, if he can come back that first Jets game, I think that's going to be a nice stretch for him to get used to it, get any ready, and then come in against the tough hitters with Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo. I think that's going to be the best way. If he's able to come back at that time, I think that's going to be the best bet for the Dolphins to be ready for the playoffs. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how Jalen, you know, responds to treatment and getting back in, back in Adam in the defense for the Miami Dolphins. So the Ravens versus Browns happened this weekend as well. Lamar Jackson, 15 and 19 for 186 yards and two touchdowns. He ran for two touchdowns as well in this game. And Gus Edwards ran 15 times for 48 yards. On the opposite end, DTR came in because apparently Deshaun Watson was cleared to play. 
this past weekend, but decided to sit out of this game for some reason. That was a report coming of NBC today or yesterday, I believe, within the past few days. I've, I've, I've saw that news. So that's an interesting storyline to follow. I don't know why he'd be sitting out of this game, especially if they were down bad with DTR as the quarterback, having thrown three interceptions in this game. Um, not a good look for Deshaun Watson. I'm sure Cleveland's not very happy with him as well. No, but I think also, too, I think, especially with it being a rivalry game, if it was just a normal uh, non-conference, non-AFC non, uh, North game, I think Cleveland Browns fans would have been not fine with it, but a lot better with it because it, it doesn't affect the playoff chances a lot more. But you're losing to probably the best team in the AFC North, a team that's probably going to win the division because of how good – because. If Lamar Jackson is doing this, two touchdowns through the air and two touchdowns on his leg, who can stop them? Uh, I think they're a lot. It's a lot worse now looking at this this way. But also, you can't put the blame on it, the TCR. Just looked terrified out there. I don't know what was going on with with him and in, in practice, but he looked terrible. He looked like a lost puppy out there. He couldn't do anything. Obviously, Pierre Strong Jr. is just leading rusher, which that's not good. You just got to look at that Cleveland Browns team and you just got to hope that you can get that injury bug out of there because right now, I think they are stu- they lost Joel Boteno, obviously Nick Chubb, and now Deshaun Watson's out. Out, like you can't that can't be happening if you're Cleveland. You want to win the you want to win the this year. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be tough. Um, Cleveland winning last week twenty seven to three and then coming back at home and losing twenty seven to three. Just uh, not very good. You paid so much money for Deshaun Watson too. It, it's kind of confusing. I, I need. I I want to find more out about the whole Deshaun Watson thing to see why he left in the or why he didn't play in the first place. I'm sure that story will come out somewhere because we've heard we've heard now this story about him sitting out when he's medically cleared to play. So that'll be fascinating to look at. So 27 to three, the Ravens beating the Browns this weekend. John Suggs is asking if there's going to be any upsets this weekend. Vikings over Kansas City, Cards over Bengals, Vegas over Green Bay. If we lose to Vegas, I'm going to be jumping into a cold pit. Well, we especially if Jimmy G's playing. If Jimmy G's not playing, then I, I, I don't see he, Green Bay losing. Even if Jimmy G is playing, we should beat that game. We should beat the the Raiders because the Raiders, their defense looks like poo. The only thing that worries me is Josh Jacobs is just going to return to form somehow and just run for 150 yards because, yes, that's got to be our defense. Um, well, I don't know what the schedule looks like this next week, but... Of the games I that mean, John listed there... Cards. See, the, the only thing... I would say the Vikings. I think the, I think the Vikings... Seeing what happened with Kansas City on Sunday Night Football this week, which we'll talk about in just a little bit, I think the go in there, they need to win games. They need to stack wins because, what, they're 1-3 in three right now? The Vikings? Yeah. Yeah, they're 1-3. in three. I mean, that that's just, that's not going to cut it in the, in the NFC, in the NFC, NFC North. So they need to stack wins for sure. And I think uh, this, the, I think, especially with how bad the defense is doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with, with Kansas City, it was funny because they were talking about how the defense. They were like, you know, Kansas City, this is the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has played with 
and his career in Kansas City, that's not a very high bar for a defense in Kansas City. Kansas City has had terrible defense over the past few years. And, I mean, I don't know. I think the Vikings, I think they could put it together. I think that uh, they're hoping Taylor Swift is in the stadium again. Because, actually, if they are hoping that Taylor Swift's going to be in the stadium, then the referees are going to have some outrageous call against the Vikings that will make it to where Kansas City has to win that game. Because Swifties will be watching. But... Yeah. If she's not in the stadium, then I think it'd be a fair, a fair fight. And I think the Vikings could squeak out a win there in Kansas City for sure. Because I mean, Kirk Cousins is still Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is still out there throwing the ball. I mean, this is the one week, one week, Tyler. I had a, I had a five. I think it was a five leg parlay this weekend. One of my legs was Justin Jefferson over ninety receiving yards. Guess what he ended up with at the end of the game. 89. 85, 85 receiving yards. So obviously I'm upset, but that's probably gonna be the lowest yardage just have this season in a game. So this week, I'm sure he's gonna come back wanting to get yards on the, on the board, wanting to get another touchdown as well. He had his first touchdown. That was another leg of that parlay was a Justin Jefferson, Jefferson anytime touchdown because he had had zero touchdowns up until that moment. Zero. So he was due for one. He got one, which was great. But yeah, I think that uh I think it'll be interesting. I think Vikings could squeak it out against Kansas City. Yeah, Vikings should squeak it out. And then they've got Kansas City, Chicago, then San Fran, their next three. So they should at least win one three. Yeah. Like you should be able to win one. And then they got Green Bay and Atlanta, the next two. I think those are going to be rough games. I, I'm not saying that. Especially just Green Bay. Especially Green Bay. And it's at Green Bay, too. Late October. A- anything can happen. At least yep. it's not. I think they're happy that it's not at Green Bay in December. Because if it's at Green Bay in December, that that's a whole different story. But since it's in late October, I think they're happy with it. Especially then they can sling the ball a little bit more if it's December. Snow, that's that's not going to happen. And yeah. Alexander Madison has not been himself this year, being that being that second ba- second back. It's just it's just been rough for the Vikings this year, especially because you you look at that offense and they should be putting up they should be putting up at least like forty points a game, which they're basically are. They're putting up thirty, uh, twenty twenty thirty twenty thirty four and twenty eight twenty one. So they're putting up about twenty five points a game ish. Which is still good in the NFL, but like, oh, you know that. Never mind. That is the result. So they're putting up 17, 28, 24, 21. Like you can't be putting that up. It needs yeah. to be more than that. Yeah. I don't know why ESPN has it as. I'm looking at the Vikings roster, a Viking schedule, and they have the they obviously have the the leader on it. But I'm like, yep, I see that. Put it either put it Vikings or put it. I don't know. Idiotic. Um, one one big thing, though, for, for Vikings fans to look at and have some solace in, you have Cam Akers in there. He had five carries this past game. He had 40 yards. He averaged eight yards a carry last week. Yeah. Give him the ball more because Madison's not doing it. So give him the ball more. Let Cam Akers be in the, in the offense. He'll be in the offense for a second week in a row against Kansas City. I'm sure he'll see the ball a lot more in this game as well against the Chiefs. So give him the ball. 
I think that's going to be your biggest biggest piece moving forward um, to be successful and get that run game going, get Madison on the right track. I guess he's more in line to be an RB2 instead of an RB1. If so, that's yeah. fine. I mean, if you want to be that fill-in role and that guy that just kind of is the change of pace running back, then that's great. Alex, do that. That's that's fantastic. But know your role and shut your mouth. No, but know your role and just be RB2. Let Cam Akers be RB1, and let's move forward. You know, let's move forward and win some games. Yeah, I also blame the Vikings coaching staff with that. They're like, oh, we don't need Dalvin Cook. We can release him and let Alexander Madison be RB1. He hasn't proved himself. And I think this is that was a good idea, getting Cam Akers. They saw Cam Akers go on the trade block. Getting him, Cam Akers is still really good, and he can he can make defense. I honestly forgot that they had him. I forgot that they traded for him. Yep. And I think that Packers game is going to be a lot different, especially if they do have Cam Akers, and he is moving the way that he should be. Yep. Like, yeah, that huge. offense should not be putting up almost 20 points a game. John Suggs, Mike Tomlin's first year under 500? Yes. Yes. T.J. Watt can't save this team. I'm no. sorry. I yes. love T.J. Watt. He should be saving this team, but he just can't. He can't Who's the backup that. quarterback to Kenny Pickett? Who went in for Kenny Pickett this weekend? Do you know? Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, that God. ever MVP, baby. That's right. I forgot he's there. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Well, we'll see. I mean, and there was actual speculation coming into the season or last season, I believe it was, where they were saying Mitchell Trubisky's there in Pittsburgh. He could potentially be QB one. And then never, yeah, it never year. came to fruition, but still they were like, he could, he could be there. He could be QB one. I mean, that was last year. Mitchell Trubisky started for like five games. They went one and four in the Kenny Pickett well, came in. I still think, I still think their biggest issue is just not Canada the same thing with the Packers they should be he should have been gone two years ago but yeah. he's still there apparently there's a there's a um burner account on x and apparently people think it's Matt Canada because he used his Matt Canada at Steelers.nfl.com email address as a recovery email and someone found that out someone thinks it's his burner but that, I, I that, wouldn't be just... surprised yeah, uh, and there, all the replies were to Matt Canada posts on X. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Wesley Burton chiming in. What's up, fellas? Been under the weather today, so I'm just tuning in. Hope I didn't miss any great Colts talk. You did not, sir. We'll talk about the Colts momentarily. But also, I have something to tell you about the Colts game coming up this weekend, which we'll talk about when we're talking about the Colts in just a few games. So stick with us, Wesley. I'm sure you'll you'll enjoy our conversation there. Uh, John Suggs, don't forget Mason Rudolph is there also. Oh, great. He still is? I can't I, believe Mason I, Rudolph I, is still there. I, I did not know he was still there. Was he on I the forgot. practice he, squad, or was he the emergency quarterback? Was he the QB3? I don't, I don't know. It's Mason Rudolph. All he well, knows asking, is he uh, hit the head. John, of... might, John might know oh. for, this, for us. I, I, I'm not sure if he'd be on the practice squad, or if he was a call-up, or if he was a QB3 on the roster in case they ever needed an emergency quarterback. But that's interesting. Mason Rudolph. Is he just most famous for getting hit in the no uh, hitting getting hit in the head with a with a, a helmet by Miles Garrett? Yes, yes. is that I his most famous I, thing? I, yes, I was about to say as I was typing up to try to find Mason Rudolph, I was typing Miles Garrett. Yeah, yep. That's how people know Mason Mason Rudolph because of that. He's the emergency quarterback. Interesting. Okay. Well, they'll I mean they'll need him the next. I mean, hey, 
Is Kyle, is Kyle, is Kyle, can you pick it out for like the next week? Uh, I don't think so. Do we know what injury it was? Still, Let's see. Uh, bone bruise and knee. up short term. Oh, that's right. So he'll be out so, for, he'll probably be held out this week and they have their bye week. And then he's coming back after that. I think I saw that yeah, on, on X. ESPN says that he could come back, back Sunday. I wouldn't be surprised if they just sit him. Let sit him out. Let Trubisky run the show and then just come back after the bye week. Sit him out. Yeah. There's no reason you don't want to. Ha- you don't have another Joe Burrow issue. No. Um, okay. So let's go to the Bengals-Titans game. I was at that game. I felt good. So I, I did go to that game. I was going to sell the tickets, but then uh, Ann Bailey and I felt good enough to go. So we decided to go. So glad we did. Because the Titans turned on the offense this weekend against the Cincinnati Bengals. We got the monkey off our backs. And that's a good thing, Tyler. The last time we got a monkey off our back, we went to the AFC Championship game. So that's a good thing. So hopefully it continues. Hopefully we have a a really good October this year. Derrick Henry ran for over 120 yards, 122 yards on 22 carries. And that wasn't even the highest rush total he's had this year when it comes to carries. I think he had 25, uh, 25 rushes in week two, I believe. So he was putting up some pretty good numbers. He was playing very well against that defensive line, and the blocking was there. Blocking was there. There was one big run from Derrick Henry that he looked like signature Derrick Henry. He, he got away. He didn't get hit behind the line of scrimmage, which I think that, that led to him turning on the boosters a little bit and getting in the end zone the way he did. He got that touchdown. Then a few drives later, he got in King Cat on the two-yard line, hiked the ball, had Jeffrey Simmons in the game, lined up as the fullbacker. He went out to the outside with Ryan Tannehill, who went out wide right. And Derrick Henry, direct snap, ran over to the right and threw it over the head of the defensive lineman and got it into the arms of Wiley, Josh Wiley, the new new tight end for the Tennessee Titans. And uh, huge game. Huge game for the Titans. Huge motivation for them moving forward. Hopefully they can keep this going and stack some wins, especially against the Colts this weekend, which I will be going to that game. Wesley, if you're still in the chat, I'll be going to the Colts game. I, I won a season ticket member trip up there to Indianapolis. So they're they're busing us from Nissan Stadium up to Indianapolis. All foods taken care of. They got us lower bowl tickets to the game as well. So I'm really, really excited to go to Indianapolis for the first time. Get to check off that state off the list and also check off that stadium as well. So I'm really excited to go see Lucas Oil Stadium for the first time. So if you're there, Wesley, let me know because I'd love to uh, meet up with you and grab a picture or something when we're there. So um, it's going to be a huge game, though. I'm excited. Yeah, it's a nice stadium, too. It looks like it. It really hasn't. Well, so I went there for a Monster Jam event this year. And it's it hasn't changed honestly in like forever, but it's very very nice. Hmm. Like the I'm facilities excited. are very nice. It's very well kept. Like I don't know, it's just nice. I'm going to a. I'm also going to a Buccaneers game later this year, which I'm excited for. Later I, down in Tampa or up there? Down it down in Tampa. Wow. Down in Tampa, it's versus uh, Tampa Bay versus Atlanta. So it's a rivalry game. Got lower bowl tickets. Nice. Now I just got to get my my creamsicle jersey, which I got to yep. buy at some point. So. Tampa's a nice stadium too. I like Raymond I James. Raymond James. Oh, yeah, is a nice I want to. Sure. I've I've never been there, so I want to go see it. I've get to see the pirate ship. And, yeah, whenever we go, we get to, we go to a, a Tampa Bay Rays game. Okay. Like, yeah. They're yeah. probably not going to be playing in the World Series, so might as well go to. A I think they lost today, didn't they? Instead. They were they were down four zero in their game against 
the I Rangers today, I, so I think they probably lost. I don't know. I don't watch baseball. No. Um, I feel bad. I should be watching the Cubs because they actually had a good season this year. But, but so, so big storyline from this game, Joe Burrow was 20 of 30 for 165 yards. The whole team had less than 250 yards on offense. It was either less than 250 or 275. But still, altogether, less than 300 yards on offense for this Bengals team. I think Joe Burrow still hurt. Now, when a player goes out there on the field, I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt of being injured. If you're going out there to play, you're playing. Like, I think you're healthy enough to play. There are already people out there, pundits out there saying, oh, well, you know, Joe Burrow was injured. You know, that's the reason why he didn't play so well. If he had been playing full strength, it probably would have been different, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. You, you, you trotted out there on your own, on your own intuition and decided to play. So, therefore, we beat the Bengals, which I'm very excited about. It's going to be a good win for us, I think, towards the end of the season because I think the Bengals will come back. I think the Bengals will have a better year than they're having right now. But I think Joe Burrow, sit him out for a game. There's no reason to rush him back because his leg injury, his calf injury, um, it's just a lingering thing, man. And if he can't be mobile, then your offense is, is severely handicapped. T Higgins went down with an injury as well, this game as well. So um, not, not very good for the wide receiver core, not very good for, for Joe Burrow. So hopefully something happens there for Cincinnati because they're just not playing the way that we expect them to play. Um, John Suggs says Lou and Anarumo, 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 Bengals defensive coordinator getting fired this year, been there five years. And in my opinion, that's been the biggest issue. I mean, Hendrickson two weeks ago was a menace. Trey Hendrickson, their their defensive line has been good this year so far. Um, I don't think it's, I think it's their offense. I don't think it's their defense. The only reason I could say it's their defense is that is their DBs. They don't have a single. I don't think they have a single returning starting DB that they had last year, which is very rough, especially when you had Jesse Bates as your starting safety. You had a pretty good cornerback group. They're all gone now. I don't think they have a single linebacker. They're the same. Trey Hendrickson is still doing really good, though. I think their defense, scheme wise, is fine. They just got to find the players to do it. Yeah. And I think offensively, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the top, nail on the head. Joe Burrow is still hurt. He should not have played week one. He should have been resting the entire time. And I just pulled up the stats, too, from this game. The Bengals had 211 total yards on offense. They had 14 first downs to your guys' 23. 51 total plays to your guys' 62, which that's 11 plays less average for a losing team. But it's like just looking at it, they had five penalties for 40 yards. Obviously, just one turnover, one game loss they had 25 minutes of possession whereas you guys had 34 like you guys just held the ball longer and it's just like you can't win the game if you're not on offense and if you're on offense you, you gotta be making plays and they're just not doing it and i think it's finally that super bowl slump is finally catching up with them a lot i think last year it was sort of like a okay we can get there again and now it's finally hitting it big where it's like we want to try to get there so bad that we're making mistakes on recovery time and everything like that especially with joe burrow who had a torn ACL his, his rookie year. Like, it's it's rough, especially that way. Yep. I mean, especially him getting that extension this year as well. And it lining up with the poor play on the field. Not looking so good for Joe Burrow. 
this year so far. But again, I don't think it's all, all on Joe Burrow. I think he's still injured. I think they're, he's just trying to force himself back. But at the end of the day, you're hurting the team doing that. You have a you have a guy back there, Browning, right? Browning was the guy that was the backup quarterback we talked about a lot two weeks ago. Um, yeah, he doesn't look he doesn't look good, but I mean, like, might as well throw him out there instead. Yeah. I, I wish we could go back to week one, throw him out there instead of Joe Burrow. I think he puts you at a better chance because right around now you should be coming back, you should be healthy, and then you should be making plays. Like Jamar Chase is annoyed because he's like, because he get asked like, what's going on? He's like, I'm open all the goddamn time, and it's like he just can't get in the ball because can't step with his calf like nope nope rough rough um also titans nine game win streak in october and they're 11 and 2 in october since 2020 just saying um next game we'll go through these quick because we just have a few minutes left in the show rams and colts wesley if you're still here we're talking colts now so turn up the uh, volume on your headset there um, Anthony Richardson, 11 of 25 for 200 yards and two touchdowns, 10 rushes for 56 yards and a touchdown as well. So he had a pretty good day running the ball, passing the ball. Um, uh, pretty good day for Anthony Richardson. Zach Moss is 18 for 70 yards as well. Then you had Stafford coming back in this game and playing really well. Um, 27 to 40 for 319, a touchdown and a pick. But Kyron Williams, 25 rushes, 103 yards, and two touchdowns. I have Kyron Williams in one of my leagues, one of my fantasy leagues this year, one of my five that I have. Um, and he's been doing really good for that team. He's actually won some games because of his performances. So kudos to Kyron Williams. But um, Matt Stafford, man, looked good. This is the second week in a row. The Colts have gone to overtime as well. And uh, they just couldn't squeak it out this time. But... Good game overall. I mean, I think it's going to be a really tough game, the Titans and Colts this weekend. Um, I hope it's not, but I think it's going to be a, a close game in Indianapolis. But um, I think that defense is going to get to Anthony Richardson. I think as long as you contain Anthony Richardson in the pocket, force him to make some throws, um, get him uncomfortable, get him off his spot, I think that's how you win the game against the Colts right now. Um, yeah. But looking at these quarterbacks that are in the AFC South, man, Trevor Lawrence – Look, think of it this way. Once Ryan Tannehill's gone and Will Levis potentially comes in, Trevor Lawrence might be the worst quarterback in this division. Isn't that crazy to think? That if Will Levis actually does, you know, come out and, and is able to perform, even if it even if it's just because of the team around him, but he's still able to perform well. And Trevor Lawrence, the way he's been playing, it's just been kind of like, eh. I mean, he played up against the Falcons this week. Okay, great. Like, he played okay. But... Up until then, I mean, you're still two and two, and you were supposed to be like running away the div- with the division this year, like AFC champs. Here we come, AFC South champs. Here we come. Um, but the Jags haven't really been playing up to that level yet. So it'd be interesting to see who is going to be the worst quarterback in this league. But Trevor Lawrence could potentially be that worst quarterback in the AFC South, and I'm living for it. Yeah, I mean, especially too, if you're a Colts fan, I think the one thing that you worry about is just the accuracy with Anthony. Eleven to twenty-five. Obviously, you did a two hundred yards, two touchdowns. I think. Want to make sure those completions go up a little bit more, and then Matt Stafford had a Matt Stafford game, three hundred over three hundred yards, a touchdown, a pick. That's just a Matt Stafford game. If you've ever seen it, like yeah, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna do his own thing. He's gonna throw an interception. He's gonna throw a touchdown. He's gonna get you over three hundred yards. Like, but I mean, this was a good game. I wish I could have watched it. I was too busy watching the the dumpster fire of the Broncos versus Bears. 
It was dumpster fire. I, I I didn't even watch that game. I said. I'm oh, not... I I watched. I was glued to my TV. I and the Broncos came back though and won, but still, like it was. No, I wasn't gonna watch that game. I mean, and also, the I was Bear, at the, the Titans game too. So the Bears threw the the Bears threw the game away in the most Bears way, which I just I loved watching it. Yep. Well, the, the good thing is, as of right now, with draft position for next year, they have number one and number two. Yep. Because the Panthers pick. Which, crazy, crazy. Caleb Williams, here we come. You're now Chicago Bear. Unless he wants to stay in the college for one more year, which he said he's probably going to because he makes more money there instead of his rookie contract in the NFL. So we'll no. see how that goes. Uh, John Suggs says, since Jonathan Taylor's going to be off pup and practice tomorrow, and he said he doesn't want to play there anymore, teams you see making a push for him, the Ravens, Pats, Bills. Um, I think as of right now, I think the Colts are going to try to make it to where they keep him as long as possible without giving him an extension yet because they're in it. They're, they're in the AFC South right now. They're, they're, in, they're in the hunt. They're 2-2. Two and two. Every team in the division is 2-2. Two and two. So why get rid of one of your main playmakers if you can actually try to make a run? Now, if Jonathan Taylor says, I'm going to sit out, then potentially I could see them making a move because they have to get something in return for him and hopefully get a player that could help them in the division. But if he, if he decides not to play and decides he does want to get traded right away, um, for me, the Ravens, I mean, I still think they're, they're missing JK Dobbins. I think that's a really tough blow for them. Just having Gus Edwards running for 48 yards in a game. That's not really a compliment to Lamar Jackson in that sense. So I think really you're looking at, the Ravens being the one team, the Patriots already have Ezekiel Elliott. They already have Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, they already have enough running backs. I think, I think they, they're not going to be looking for another one. The bills. I mean, maybe, but I mean, do they have the cap space for him? I don't think so. I think it's the bills too. I think if you're the Colts and you do trade for the bills, I think you're probably going to be looking for a good wide receiver. You're probably going to be looking for at least try to get Gabe Davis, which that's not going to happen. No. So you're going to try to get a wide receiver for it. I don't think the Bills want to trade. With, I don't think the Colts even want to trade in the AFC at no. all. I think – I know this sounds crazy because I know I was talking bad about it before, but I wish we would try to make a move for it, especially after seeing weeks of uh, A.J. Dillon be our primary back. It lo- did not look good. I think we need to have a good workload somebody else but it's like i i don't know who really wants to go for it because i know they want to get superstar talent but they don't want to pay them but yep. what do you really get i think they're looking for like i think i've heard like they're looking for like at least a wide receiver and maybe a first round pick for it so it's like that's not gonna happen it'll be rough that's not gonna, it's not gonna happen, happen. And it's, nope. gonna be, it's gonna be rough <clears throat> also john floats the idea of joining up for a two-man punch with cmc on the niners i don't think that's gonna happen either I think CMC is going to oh, run the, the, the Niner, yeah. The Niner. Unless CMC goes down with an injury. Now, if that's the case, then Jonathan Taylor is reporting for duty. I think he would fit in just fine as a CMC-esque player in the Niners' offense. But I don't think as explosive. I think definitely as downhill. Not yeah. as like a receiving yeah. threat in the backfield, but definitely just a straightforward runner. Yeah. John Sugg says, watch him go to the Raiders for uh, Devontae Adams in a trade. I don't think that's going to happen either. Uh, that's not going to happen. Devontae does not want to go to Indianapolis. No, right no, 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 no. He probably, he probably wants to go right back to New Orleans and play with his buddy. He doesn't want to be there in uh, 
in Vegas either. But oh, because they traded away Derek Carr. And that's yeah. the whole reason why he went to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Definitely doesn't want to be there in Indianapolis. Um, talk about these two real quick. Commanders, Eagles. Sam Howell playing pretty well. 29 of 41, 290 and a touchdown. Um, Jalen Hurts playing better. 25 of 37, 319, two touchdowns. Eagles 4-0. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Commanders kept it close. Commanders made it to where it was a game at least. But uh, Eagles, in the end, were able to squeak out the win there. Yeah, they should have won it, though. The Commanders should have won it. They could have gone for two right at the very end, at least, and not bring it into overtime, but they just got to be smarter. They, I, I don't know if they need to be smarter, but Riverboat Rod needs to realize, hey, we can win this game. Let's just go for two, win the game, don't go into overtime. We haven't been able to stop them really at all. They've moved all pretty well. I don't know what's been going with that. The, the front four also for the Commanders, too, I remember heading into this year, I'm like, hey, the Commanders look good. Their defense looks good. That's going to be the winning portion of it. Now it looks like their offense is going to be winning them games. Like, their defense is just doesn't look good. Their front four looks weak. Chase Young has just had is just non-existent right now. He hasn't done a thing. Obviously, he's been injured the past few years, so it's been rough. But it's like, he just, it, that front four is rough. They don't do anything, it looks like, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last but not least, Chiefs and Jets. Just not a good game to watch. But the Jets were in it the entire game. <laughs> Just could not get over the hump to score. Um, final score is 23-20, Jet, or 23-20 Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes had one of the worst outings he's had in a while uh, compared yeah, to Zach Wilson. Course. He actually got outperformed by Zach Wilson. 28 of 39, 245, and two touchdowns. If Zach Wilson had not given up that fumble towards the end of the game, the the butt fumble when he tried to get it from the I think he was in the shotgun got hiked to him it was a bad it was a bad hike in the first place but he still got the ball but he looked up before he secured the ball in his hands and it just fell to the ground and they recovered it the Chiefs did so um, not not a good not a good time there for Zach Wilson Zach Wilson did however though in the press conference say it was his fault that they lost the game. So he's accountable, at least this year, compared to last year when they asked him, you know, was it was it your fault for the offense? He said, no, it's not, the, I mean, not my fault, not the offense's fault. That's the main reason why he got benched in the first place last year. So yeah, no. at least he learned. He learned yeah. something. And, of course, of course, the one week where I needed Patrick Mahomes to get at least twenty, at least 15 points he doesn't in fantasy. You know, yep. the, you know the league that I'm talking about. I'm just like, I have Jordan Love and Patrick Mahomes on my bench. The last three out of the four weeks that has been played, Jordan Love has gotten more points than Patrick Mahomes. And I'm just like, do I bench Patrick Mahomes? Uh, the one week you do, though, that he'll score 30 points. That's Exactly. I'm just like, I don't want to bench him because I know the one week that I do, he's going to go off for 50, 50 points, demolish somebody. And I'm just like, oh, what am I going to do? So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, literally like, do I trade him? Do I just trade him for another quarterback and just like see what I can get? Or just trade him for some wide receivers, get get CJ Stroud and Jordan Love, and just see what I can do with those guys. He could, he could. Uh, John Sugg says, "Are the Seahawks flying under the radar? They're three and one. Defense, yes, so they're not really flying under the radar because they're still one of the better teams in the NFC right now, the one of the best records in the league right now. Um, 
it'll be interesting to see what happens with their schedule. I mean, they had one tough test in week one, which they got demolished by the Rams, 39, 30 to 13. But since then, one to Detroit by three. By four, I'm sorry, by four. Um, no, sorry, six. What am I looking at? Uh, Carolina by 10. And then last week, I mean, this week against New, New York, which New York is a cupcake anyway, 24 to three. So I don't necessarily think they're flying under the radar, but I mean, I still think they're a good team. We'll have to see what happens once they start playing teams like Cleveland, because Cleveland's defense isn't going anywhere, and Deshaun Watson will probably come back too. So that'll be an interesting game. Then you have yeah. Baltimore, you have Washington, you have the Rams again, you have San Francisco, you have Dallas, you have San Francisco again. Their, their schedule gets really, really hairy starting week eight. Really tough. Yeah, not, yeah, not to mention, too, they, this is their bye week, too, so they have a very early bye, going three and one going into it. Next two weeks are weak, and then, like you said, the rest of their schedule is playoff contenders. A gauntlet, at least. Except for the last two teams that are the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Arizona Cardinals. Which, which Arizona might like, be. Yeah, Arizona has been looking tough. Tough. Like, obviously, they're, what, they're one and three right now, but they've been... They play teams close. They've been playing teams close, like look at their schedule. Washington, they lost twenty to sixteen. Da- Giants, they lost thirty-one to twenty-eight. Dallas, they won twenty-eight to sixteen. This past week was rough, but it's San Francisco, thirty-five to sixteen. Like, yeah. it, if it's not San Francisco, I think that's gonna be a tough game. And they have Cincinnati lost uh, the Rams and Seattle, and it's like I could see them winning one of those three games. At least. It's going to be tough. I, I I do see the Seahawks playing well. I do see the Seahawks. I believe I had them going to the playoffs this year. I don't think it was a a, a, a division winner, but it was a, a wild card. So I do see them making the playoffs still. However, it's going to be a really tough stretch for them, especially with the teams they play starting week eight. So um, yeah. keep an eye on Seahawks. I think they should be they should be a pretty pretty interesting team this year. So um, three and one, though. Starting three and one, that's a good start to the season. So you have yeah. a little bit of cushion there. Yeah, especially with how well that defense is. Devin, Devin Witherspoon is just playing out of his mind. That entire defense is playing out, out of their mind. Did you see Jamal Adams last night? He got pulled from the game that... because they thought of they, they thought he had a concussion. He went to the tent, got out of the tent, was yelling at the concussion like watcher on the sideline, getting held back by two of his trainers, then got sent to the locker room to get even more tests done for a concussion. I mean, I think he's just annoyed because it took him 385 days to come back. His yeah. one big tackle, one big hits to tackle, and then comes out of the game because of the concussion. Like, he was I think pissed. He's just, I think he's just pissed off because he wanted to come back and actually play a full game, and he just wasn't able to. Yeah, which sucks. I think the best case scenario for Jamal Adams is he needs to switch to linebacker. He's much more of a linebacker than a safety, and I think people have been talking about this a lot. But I think he should come in on like nickels and be like an extra linebacker-esque type of player because he can move. He can't really catch, but he's going to deliver those blows. And I think I think he's good enough to do it, but obviously that's just a Madden thing that I'm yeah. talking about. It's like it's one of those things, too, where it's like you look at it, and you're like, hey, I, I think he could do it. I think he could do it pretty well. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of the show. All the games that we talked about. Looking forward to this weekend, especially the Colts-Titans game, I will report back with what I have. I'll probably have some posts on my, on my Facebook and Instagram. Follow me there. 
Um, I'm sure I'll have some pictures and video from us in Indianapolis. But the next two weeks, I will not be here because I will be in London. Going to I'll be in London next week. Then the following week, I'll be in Paris for a week. And then I'll be coming back on the 23rd. So the next actual full show we'll have here for Out of Bounds will be the 24th of October. Mark your calendars right here on JDF Media at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Tyler will have some, I think he's going to be doing some content, so make sure to follow his page. Um, but something might pop up here on the JDF Media page as well, so make sure you follow that. I'm sure Fitz and Kearns will have another show too. I'm not sure if they're on a bi-weekly schedule or weekly schedule yet, but they're going on Wednesdays at 7.30, um, 7.30 Eastern time, I believe. So make sure you watch out for that as well. There should be posts about that when they do go live. So um, keep an eye out on all our social media pages. And also follow us, if you haven't done so, on Apple Music, on uh, Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe to us. Give us a five-star rating as well. Give us a, a shout there because we'd love to get your comments on there. Tyler, you have anything for us before we uh, head out this evening? Uh, we better throw four touchdowns versus the Raiders this year on Monday Night Football. Bring it back to Brett Favre time. I mean, it could happen. It could happen. I mean, Jordan Love needs a redemption game. Yeah, he does. And I think this will be the best game for it. Four touchdowns versus the Raiders. Team that should fire their head coach, but the owner is telling his his own fans that they're stupid. Yeah, not a good look. Anyway, well, enjoy this weekend, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys in two weeks on the 24th here on JDF Media.